Welcome to Barbecue Radio Nation, America's premier barbecue radio show. Join your hosts, David Caius and Dan Hathaway, as they sink their teeth into the finest grilling, smoking, and barbecue from coast to coast with the industry's leading grill masters. Stay tuned for great tips, techniques, and products that will enhance your backyard experience by being a part of Barbecue Radio Nation. Thank you for tuning in and welcome to Barbecue Radio Nation. I am Dave Caius along with our engineer Kyle. Missing T-Bone today, but of course we've got our in-house barbecue expert and my co-host Dan Doc Hathaway, our barbecue resident doctor slash... Mm. Barbecue guy. Barbecue guy. <laughs> I was going to make you candy striper again, but that's okay. Oh, right. I, I mean, I'll, I'll take anything that I can get at this point. Hey, coming up, we are really excited. We got Melissa Cookston, and she is a chef, an author, owner of two restaurants, and a seven-time world barbecue champion. And you were telling me what? She is a barbecue hall of famer. That is so cool. Yeah. There's that not many so cool. of them, and, but she is she is one of them. Be, and, sure, be sure to check out Melissa Cookston's uh, website, which is real easy. It's just her name melissa cookston.com and that's c-o-o-k-s-t-o-n melissa cookston.com great website by the way and lots of recipes i want to ask her at least one or two of the recipes that's on her website plus she's got some products and all kinds of good stuff and um Also, we're going to be talking to Dan about the most popular cookers of 2021. And I thought, you know, when we came up with this topic, Dan, I guess we're asking you to be psychic to tell us what are going to be the most popular (laughs) cookers of 2021. Well, you know, I, I, I can't tell you what's going to be popular in the third quarter, but I can certainly tell you what everybody's looking at right now. Okay. How are sales the first quarter? You know, honestly, they've been pretty good. We've seen a lot of carryover from, uh, you know, the COVID times, if you want to call them that, uh, a lot of people cooking at home and it's super exciting to see because, uh, you know, that's just a whole new crowd of people we can introduce barbecue yeah, to. Yeah, we'll be talking about different cookers, including Old Hickory Pits. We'll be talking about those too. Heck yeah. Just saw a video on them and it was fascinating. They, they do everything by hand. Yeah. Just amazing. Yeah, they're... It, they're- it, it's like it's like watching them build a Ferrari. You know? it, well, they are the Ferrari of, of barbecue smokers for sure. It really is. It really is. So you were telling me before we started, uh, we just had Easter weekend not too long ago, yeah. and you actually had what are they called? People over? Uh, we had some people. Yes, some people <laughs> that uh, that are part of my family came over. Uh, it's kind of last minute, you know. I was I was doing a practice cook for some uh, some contest stuff that I had coming up, and it was about ten o'clock in the morning. I'm like, hey, brisket going to be off at, at noon one o'clock let's just call everybody you know most i think most everybody in my on my side of the family has had a covid shot and so it, we felt pretty safe about it you know we didn't want to get anybody sick right and, and uh you know we're kind of all, all uh, out in our own little island out there on the on the chicken farm and uh now, so the weather was good right was, i don't remember it was absolutely beautiful so it was you, one of the nicest days ever so, so we, everybody just ate outside yeah, so they could spread out, out we just hung out outside everybody grabbed a plate i served them brisket and pork and chicken and all all kinds of good stuff and it, you know, it, it was weird to see people especially know, without masks on i would be happy to change my last name to hathaway <laughs> Just so that I can come out and eat and, uh, you know, just be part of the family, you know. That's always an option. I mean, I'll I'll blend. I don't don't know what the rules are of me adopting somebody, you know, 20 years older than me. I don't don't know how that works. I would like to blend in and 
I, I could come in uh, and I if, if as long as I talk about as slow as you do, I should be fine, shouldn't I? Well, I don't. That's kind of a backhanded. <laughs> yeah, we'll go with that. We'll go with that. Yeah, sure. So uh, let's talk about what you did barbecue for the whole family oh, and everybody. So you know, let's I, talk about brisket because that's my favorite. Well, I, I'm trying out a new uh, technique on brisket, and okay. it's, and it's actually worked a couple times. Well, I say more than a couple times. It's it's actually working very well. I'm I'm actually separating the plat from, the flat from the point and cooking them separately, and I'm getting some really good color all around the entire flat. As well as cooking it, you know, just a little bit hotter to where it retains a lot more moisture, and uh, man, it, it's it's turning out great. And and you would think that if you're cooking something at say you know 300 degrees that quickly, it's not the traditional way of, of barbecuing, and you you're going to have some tenderness issues. But if you let it rest in a you know in a cooler, or I'm using like a what they call a Cambro or a hot box, okay. uh, I'm letting it rest for a couple hours, and it, it almost like you're getting your tenderness in that last two hours of resting time because you're taking it to a higher temperature at 210 degrees. And then it's actually coming down slowly back through that temperature zone of where collagen and, and muscle starts to break down a little bit and you get some of that gelatin um, yeah, tenderness with uh, with the brisket, and it, it's really amazing. Now, I mean, with all the family over, mm-hmm. how how many briskets did you cook, and how what size were they? Oh, I only cooked one big brisket. One big I, one. I don't have a huge family. I mean, I have a we have a good size family, but it was only our immediate family that came over. It wasn't like all the aunts and uncles and grandma and grandpa and all you know, the uh, whole thing. Hundred kids running around. No, it was just it was my folks, my 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 in laws, and um, my uh, my my sisters. Okay. And so, yeah, and it was just good. You know, it was good to see everybody. It's, it's weird to see everybody in one place at one time. I know it's, it's, it was kind of refreshing and starting to break out a little bit. Yeah. (laughs) Starting to break out a little bit. It's like, I got to start planning for Thanksgiving now. (laughs) (laughs) Well, wait a minute. You know, we've got 4th of July coming up. Well, actually Memorial day. Well, I know we'll be here real quick and talk about a barbecue weekend Memorial Uh, day. So, uh, okay. Quick question. Besides the brisket, what else did you cook? I did some, uh, I did pork shoulder, Nice. And I did some chicken. Nice. And I always cook ribs no matter what I'm doing. I got to have ribs. I could be grilling hamburgers and <laughs> somewhere there's going to be ribs because that's my favorite thing to cook. Now, do you do you throw the ribs out to the dogs when you're done or? or no, hell you no. Want, no. Well, I don't mean with the meat on it, but oh. let them chew on the bone no, or something. You know, my, I've got two Great Danes and oh. they will eat everything. I mean, I've seen them take down a basketball. <laughs> uh, they ate one of my boots one time and then they literally swallow things whole and uh, they ultimately come out the other end whole. So <laughs> the small rib bones, are, they kind of scare me because uh, those it's like having a horse. Anytime you take it to the vet, it's going to cost you a couple thousand dollars. Well, not only did it eat the basketball, it, it ate the rim, the backboard, <laughs> yeah, they <laughs> the eat stand. Everything. And they're just the sweetest guys in the world, but man, they just... I feed them enough. Yeah, well, uh, they just they just get dogs bored. are always hungry. I know they're always hungry. They were squirrel hunting yesterday in the yard. It was the funniest thing to see a hundred and thirty five pound Great Dane try to chase down a squirrel across an acre. They don't have a chance of catching them, do oh, they? They catch them every, oh, do once they really? a, every once in a while. They catch them. Yeah, it's it's a it's an amazing thing to see and terrifying at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's like let's take the kids to the other room. They don't need yeah, to see no, this. But my girls have seen it and uh, they were laughing and crying at the same time it was the weirdest thing (laughs) (laughs) 
And it's time now for our Ask Dr. Dan, our Barbecue Fix-It Man, sponsored by our April Barbecue Sauce of the Month, which is Hogtide Barbecue Original Competition Sauce. 22 and a half ounces, only $6.99. Hands down, the best ever, according to Philip T. He gave it five stars and said the smooth and sweet sauce has ruined him on all others. And, of course, you can get Hogtide Barbecue Original Competition Sauce at the KansasCityBBQStore.com. T-Bone's not here for the question, but I got one. I was having chicken the other day. I had some fried chicken at a local restaurant, brought it home, had leftovers. I always get too much. Mm-hmm. And we were always talking about reheating it to, I believe, 165, right? Right. But I've also spent half my life eating cold chicken, and I'm real scared about food. Is that safe <laughs> uh, to eat cold chicken rather than reheat it to 165? Well, I'll tell you one thing. You know, it, the biggest thing is to make sure that the chicken's cooked properly before you actually refrigerate it. Right. And so whether it's grilled, fried, you know, Baked, roasted, whatever. You just want to make sure that it gets to that safe temperature of 165 degrees. Now, the biggest thing you need to remember is that after about four days, you want to you want to you want to use it up. If, in, oh, I wait four days. I, if I don't eat it in two days, it's after gone. Four, after four days, I would say just uh, you know either tear it up, feed it to the dogs, or <laughs> uh, just pitch it because. You can still grow bacteria in your refrigerator, especially if you have a lot of people in and out of the refrigerator a lot and it's constantly trying to keep up. So yeah, just you know, eat it, eat it as you want to for, you know, four days after that, get rid of it. Yeah. There's no reason to keep it around and, and just go out to the grill and cook yourself some more. It's all about food safety. Well, right. we're going to send out, oh, I forgot to mention his, his name was Clint H of Manhattan, Kansas, and we're going to send him a bottle of the Hogtide Barbecue Original Competition Sauce, 22 and a half ounces, only six ninety nine. And you can get it at the KansasCityBBQStore.com. Coming up, very excited. We got award-winning barbecuer and author of Smoking Hot in the South and new grilling recipes from the winniest women, woman, winniest women in barbecue, woman in barbecue. She's one of the winningest women in she's barbecue. She's really good. She's amazingly good. Her name is <laughs> Melissa Cookston, and she's coming up next right here on Barbecue Radio Nation. love food and when you love food you love finding new flavors to explore new techniques to try and seeing the look of your friends and family's faces when they bite into it old hickory pit smokers is the secret ingredient to making restaurant quality barbecue right in your own backyard old hickory pit smokers are made in the usa visit us at oldhickorypits.com or call us toll free 800-223-9667 Be sure to check out the huge selection of barbecue accessories, skewers, racks, thermometers, books, and so much more at the KansasCityBBQStore.com. They are shipping out nationwide for all of your grilling needs. Barbecue Radio Nation is heard on radio stations from California to Florida. If you have a business centered around barbecue or the backyard lifestyle, please consider advertising with us. Contact us through our Facebook page or website at BBQRadioNation.com. Three tours driving Humvees in Afghanistan. Six years treating soldiers. Twelve years flying choppers. When my sister came back from her last tour in Afghanistan, she didn't want to talk about it, but she knew I was there to listen. My son saved lives as a medic in the military, and I always remind him how much his service meant to our country. Sometimes my husband still has difficult memories. They can be overwhelming. 
With the Veterans Crisis Line, I know where to turn when we need support. I made the call and got support for my sister. I called because I was concerned about my son. We got him connected to care and it's made a difference. The Veterans Crisis Line is here for all veterans and their loved ones. Call 1-800-273-8255 and press 1 or chat online at veteranscrisisline.net. Welcome back to Barbecue Radio Nation. Dave Caius along with Dan Hathaway. Very excited with our guest this week, Melissa Cookston. She is an American chef and author. She is the chef and owner of two restaurants, the author of two cookbooks, and a seven-time world barbecue champion. In addition, Melissa has twice won top prize at the Memphis in May World Barbecue Championship and is the only female barbecue world champion. And, as Dan pointed out earlier today, she is in the Barbecue Hall of fame melissa cookston welcome to the show how are you doing i'm doing well thanks for having me oh we're excited to have you how are things down in mississippi oh it's beautiful here the sun's out and spring has definitely sprung <laughs> spring oh, has sprung. it's so nice to see all the green everywhere right now it's 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 refreshing it is refreshing <laughs> uh you know i was looking at your website which everybody needs to check out and it's real simple it's melissacookston.com that's melissacookston.com all kinds of things on there but one of the things that really caught my eye where you have all these recipes and a lot of our show is geared towards the backyard barbecue and we love giving out recipes to people could you just pick one recipe and kind of share with folks how, how to how to cook something that you put on there yeah you know i love short ribs and i have a brand new rub that just came out today okay which Whoa. is the chipotle pecan rub and um you know i cook so much pork being from the memphis region and these short ribs are so easy um and most everybody can find short ribs and I just say grill and shake and, and um, this chipotle pecan rub and uh, put them in the smoker running about 275. Um, and I usually use pecan um, when I'm when I'm smoking just because it's so prevalent where we are. And I just throw that on um, uh, a nice heavy layer of that. And um, really... Uh, you know, if you want to add some black pepper, beef is uh, loves loves black pepper. <laughs> I um, I always throw a little bit of extra, and I like I like using some some cracked black pepper. It um seems to um really bring out the flavor of the beef to me, and that's one thing in barbecue that I have always done is um try to accentuate the flavor of whatever meat you're cooking as opposed to mask it or, or cover it up. Well, that, that brings me to a question is, and it's a two-parter, um, your personal preference and what is kind of in general done down in Memphis in that area. Do you, when you cook those short ribs, which by the way, we were getting hungry listening to that. Uh, do you, are you a barbecue sauce person or do you not do sauce at all? And, and what do people in, in that area kind of do? You know, Memphis, I think, is a, has a misconception of we eat dry ribs. Mm-hmm. And there is one restaurant, very famous here, that serves dry ribs. But, 
we eat wet ribs in Memphis. I've, I've never been to a restaurant that would serve ribs and, and they weren't wet. And in my restaurant here, we offer you dry ribs. I think it is because people um, think, you know, you're supposed to eat them dry. But I'll be honest with you. I've created a rib um, style that's called muddy. And if you think about what muddy is, that's adding dirt to water. So what we do is we serve them wet and we typically sprinkle a little more dry seasoning on top. And that's just a really big flavorful impact. And that's for full flavored people who like that um, wow factor when you, when you bite into those ribs. So, um, there's your answer. I like my stuff muddy. <laughs> so it's almost like when you're uh, when you're doing a competition and you're finishing out your your turning box, you're just going to hit it a little with a little extra pop, a little extra seasoning. What you know we like to call a little bit of magic dust, if you will. So that's basically what you're doing with your ribs at the restaurant. Absolutely. Yeah. And yeah. you know I'm from the Delta, in, in the Mississippi Delta, everything is so colorful and so vibrant. That's really what I want my barbecue to emanate. So flavoring on the back end is just as important as flavoring in the beginning. Oh, absolutely. And you, you always eat with your eyes, you know, mm. first, you know, if it, if it looks good, more than likely it's going to taste good. You know, one of, one of the things I've always done, and this is just, again, my personal preference is I like to take a bite out of the rib and then go, okay. And then I've never, unless the, unless the rib's really bad, do I put a lot of sauce on it? I like just a drizzle of sauce on it. Um, what, what's your opinion on that, Melissa? Well, we typically cook the sauce down. We put the sauce on the last, um, you know, 15 minutes of the okay. cooking process. And, but it, it's not a saucy rib. Uh, I, think, I think people get a little carried away with sauce sometimes. Yes. I know there are a lot of condiment people and I'm really not a purist. I think whatever you think is good barbecue to you <laughs> is, is great barbecue. But um I'm I'm not a a over saucer. Yeah. Um if you would we just put a little bit on at the end and let it let it cook in. Now you've got two restaurants, one in Horn Lake, Mississippi, and one in Dunwoody, Georgia. Are there any differences between the restaurants, or are they fairly much the same? They are identical at this point, I believe. We did have a couple of menu differences um, for a while, but with this new menu rollout uh, with the Chipotle Pecan Rub, I believe they are exactly the same now. Well, and, and just to let everybody know, their website for the restaurants are Memphis BBQ Company or CO. That's Memphis BBQ CO.com. And you can check out the two restaurants. Dan, you had something there? No, I, I, you know, being from Kansas City, you know, there's always a big difference. And, you know, she's been cooking competition for a long time. You know, we've, I've been to Memphis a bunch. And I, you know, she's right about the sauce thing. You know, you, everybody has their own way of doing it. Mm-hmm. There's really no right or wrong way to do it. And, you know, you, you see sauce everywhere and, and, and a lot of the sauces are the same, you know, with the sweet finish or, you know, a lot of tomato and that sort of thing. But, you know, when it comes to like, uh, like pulled pork in the Memphis area, what do you, do you guys use more vinegar or do you use more of like a traditional style sauce? Ours is a tomato based sauce. The thing about Memphis is not only does it split the uh, barbecue regions geographically with mm-hmm the Carolinas on the east and, of course, Kansas and Texas on to the left of us, we pull a lot from from all of those regions. So it's a tomato-based sauce, but there's still vinegar in it. There's still sweet in it, and you still get a little heat in um, the salt and pepper from Texas. So 
Memphis style is really pretty full flavored. Yeah. It t- um, oh, go ahead. No, that that's all. I was, oh, was going to say. It, it just seems like anymore with with the popularity of barbecue, it just seems like everything's kind of just melting together, and and everybody's kind of enjoying it as a whole, as opposed to being so separated as it was, you know, maybe twenty years ago. Yeah, I would agree to that as well. I think um, people are learning so much more about barbecue that uh, you know every culture has some form of cooking with fire. And to me, that's that's pretty much barbecue. And there are so many different ways to a- achieve great barbecue. But here in the United States, we have learned that, um, you know, yes, we do have some very um, old school uh, places that are still cooking barbecue uh, the same way they were, you know, um, 50 years ago. But for the most of us, we are trying to cook competition barbecue in, in the restaurant. Yeah. And, and I, uh, that's a little more full flavored. Well, we, we're getting ready to head into break. Melissa, we want to keep you over if we can. She is in the Barbecue Hall of Fame. It's Melissa Cookston, and you can check her out at melissacookston.com. And we'll be right back on Barbecue Radio Nation. Check out Barbecue Radio Nation on Facebook. Give us a like. Dave and Dan need the attention. CDC is working to help keep you and your community safe from the threat of a novel or new coronavirus. There are steps you can take now to get ready if an outbreak occurs in your community. Make a household plan. Learn how to prepare and to take quick action if someone gets sick. Older adults and people with chronic medical conditions are at greater risk. Take extra steps to protect them. Think about what you will do if there are changes to your work schedule. And remember to always practice good health habits, such as frequently washing hands with soap and water, staying home when sick, and covering coughs and sneezes. For more information, visit cdc.gov. If you came across someone struggling with hunger, how would you recognize them? By their clothes. Their age. The way they speak. Hunger can be hard to recognize. Learn why at IamHungerInAmerica.org. Brought to you by Feeding America, 200 Food Bank Strong, and the Ad Council. Welcome back to Barbecue Radio Nation. I'm Dave Kais, along with engineer Kyle Tebow's not with us this week, but of course my co-host, barbecue expert Dan Hathaway. And we're speaking with Melissa Cookston. She is an author. She's a world champion. She's in the Hall of Fame. You can check out her website. And please do, melissacookston.com. That's melissacookston.com. Dan, you know, Dan does all kinds of competition. You were talking about one of the competitions coming up uh, in May. Well, yeah, I do a little bit of competition, but I'm definitely not as successful. (laughs) And, you know, we were talking uh, in the break about Memphis in May. It's going to happen this year and and super exciting. I mean, all these big festivals are finally coming back and and you can just tell that everybody's really chomping at the bit to get out and cook. And Melissa and I were talking about her cooking the uh, Memphis in May this year. And I I'm really curious to know which what direction she's going to go and what what meat she's going to focus on for the uh, Memphis and May contest for 2021. Yeah, Melissa, tell your competitors so they know <laughs> <laughs> what to look out. But what, but what no, that's a great question though. Go ahead, Melissa. In Memphis and May, you can only cook one primary protein. Right. 
So um, there are a lot of ancillaries, but one primary protein. So I'm cooking whole hogs. That's what I always cook there. So um, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna do what what I always do. Um, I am gonna bring in my new rub uh, and make a sauce with with that this year. I've been playing with that a little bit. I haven't had a whole lot of time yet, but um, I have an idea. Yeah. So, uh, we'll see what comes from that. I, I can't wait to see. So, what size hog are you guys starting out with? And are you doing multiple for the for the different turn-ins, or are you just doing one hog for for all the turn-in? And I usually cook about a two hundred and twenty-five to two hundred fifty-pound hog. I use yeah, <laughs> that's big. <laughs> <laughs> and let me tell you, they get heavier every yeah. year. I don't, I, I'm not older. I'm going to say they're getting heavier, uh, but I I think I'm going to cook three just because I'm cooking a different breed of hog this year. So um, just so I'm I'm not quite as familiar, I'm probably going to cook three. Really? And I- I'm, right now, my plan is to cook one for blind, one for preliminaries, and drag one for finals just in case I'm lucky enough to get there. Yeah. Yeah, that 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 sounds like a good plan. <laughs> That's a lot of meat. <laughs> you know, we we were talking a few weeks ago about competition barbecue. Go ahead, Melissa. What was that? I'm sorry. That's just 750 pounds of meat. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, how much preparation does it take? Now, of course, you've been doing this for a long time, so it's not like it's your first time. But but still, I mean, it just seems like that that's got to be a lot of preparation, isn't it? Well, I mean, when you think about a typical, um, what I'm used to, um, a smaller uh, MBN contest, you know, back in the day, I mean, I would cook whole hog, um, shoulders, ribs, and it was, you know, it was a, I had a two-person team. And it, you know, you had on-site preliminaries at that point and a blind box as well. And if you were lucky enough, you could find one in all three categories. So from about 9.30 in the morning to 5.30 at night, I was in constant judging. <laughs> oh, my gosh. And cooking. So um, for me, cooking three whole hogs is is not as intense as that. <laughs> so what uh, when you're doing the whole hogs, what uh, style of cooker are you using? Are you using a, a, a big commercial style cooker? Are you doing some old school offsets? Or what, what does Melissa Cookson well, use? I, I'm, I, I'm, I have it easy these days. Um, <laughs> I, I use backwoods pro comp hog cookers. Oh, yeah. Um, they're water cookers. Uh, Tuffy always says that he figured out one day that he cooked better when it rained. And I said, well, cookie, uh, Tuffy, it always rains in my cookers. You know, <laughs> air. So, um, I have a water pan incorporated the entire length of, of the cooker. And, um, that's my go-to cooker for, for cooking hog. Yeah. That seems to be the, the, you know, from being, you know, selling barbecue equipment here in Kansas City, it seems like Memphis is like the place to be for those insulated, you know, heavy duty backyard or backwoods cookers. I mean, I think, I think Mark Lambert, he was, he was cooking on one of those for a long time, wasn't he? Uh, I don't know. Yeah. You know, I have 36 different smokers and grills. <laughs> oh my gosh. So, <laughs> yeah. I, I'm not, a, I'm not a normal girl. My mama <laughs> That's okay. Uh, well, so, you got to have a happy husband though, because, uh, who, who wouldn't want to marry a woman that's, that's a barbecuer. 
there's a funny story there. Uh, but yeah, uh, we love what we do and you know, it's, it's what our family's done. My, my daughter's whole life. So it's what we do as a family. We, we've got about four minutes left, and I was kind of, we were kind of kicking this around. You know, you, you've got three things going on here. You know, you're, you're doing the competition barbecue, you've got the two barbecue restaurants, and of course, I'm sure for fun, you know, a little backyard barbecuing. Are there any kind of, and this is kind of a broad question, but any similarities, differences that kind of come to mind between the three? Oh, I, I do. Well, I also do shipping. Um, so <laughs> sorry, sorry. Don't forget shipping. <laughs> if you look at if you look at shipping and you look at feeding your family, catering, the restaurant business, and competition, I cook differently for all five of those different venues. Mm-hmm. I, I, I treat all five of those differently. So uh, it it takes a lot of planning. I work seven days a week. Oh goodness! It um you know it's it's definitely a labor of love. It's in, it's in your blood. I think once you uh, determine that your life is in the food industry or um, in barbecue, you, you know, you love it. um, And it's something that, that drives you every, every day. I mean, it's nothing for me to wake up in the middle of the night with an idea. (laughs) And and in all this, you still had time to write two books, right? I'm working on the third currently. Uh, I have been for a while, and it was on a little more international flavor. And, of course, when COVID hit, that really put a damper on it. Uh, But, yes, uh, I had a a trip, actually three trips, planned to South America that got canceled. Uh, But I'm really enjoying um, cooking with fire and bringing in other flavors from other countries. And what are the name of your two books, Melissa? I'm smoking hot in the South and smoking in the boys' room. <laughs> yeah. I love those titles. Yeah, we sell we sell a lot of the smoking in the boys' room at the store. It's a it's a been a big hit at the store. So. And, and we've just got about two minutes left. I saw and I can't remember where I saw, but you won some award. Like you were the first woman to win a certain award. What what was that? I, there's been a lot of those. I don't know. <laughs> there's been a lot of those. I love it. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I don't know. Well, you know, um, the, the thing about our, our little radio show here, Barbecue Radio Nation, is we, you know, even though there's the host, we're all guys, and we interview mostly men on the show. We interview a lot of women barbecuers, and we love it um, because, you know, there's a ton of women that barbecue. Um, people always think of it as a man thing, but it's not. There's there's a lot of women that, that are barbecuing at home right now, and we want to be inclusive for everybody. Well, I can tell you, when I first started barbecuing, there was not, I can't think of another woman that was out there as the head cook. There were women, but there were wives. Mm-hmm. And um, I will say, I was treated just like one of the guys, you know. If I showed up by myself, it, I was treated just like one of the guys, and I really appreciated that. That's good. So, um, you know, kudos to, to barbecuers all over the country. Man, woman child uh because you know it's it's a sport that anybody can 
can do. It's, it's wonderful. That is wonderful. Well, we've been talking with Melissa Cookston. She's an American chef and author um, in the Barbecue Hall of Fame. How good is that? And you want to check out her website, especially, for, well, recipes and everything else on there's a ton of things on it. It's melissacookston.com. That's melissacookston.com. Also, if you get around Horn Lake, Mississippi or Dunwoody, Georgia, you want to check out the restaurants, you can check those out at memphisbbqco.com and check out the two restaurants. Again, Melissa Cookston, once again, one more time, check out that website, melissacookston.com. We're coming up next talking about grillers right here on Barbecue Radio Nation. I'm probably okay to have one more drink before I drive home. I'm probably okay. I open the window to stay alert. Probably okay. I just popped some gum in my mouth. Step out of the car, please. I probably made a mistake. Probably okay isn't okay when it comes to drinking and driving. If you see a warning sign, stop and call a cab, a car, or a friend. Buzzed driving is drunk driving. A message brought to you by NHTSA and the Ad Council. To some, the sound of a baby babbling doesn't mean much, but that's not true. They're testing out vowels and consonants and trying different sounds. And by 12 months, their babbling is beginning to take on meaning, especially if there's no babbling at all. Little to no babbling by 12 months or later is just one of the possible signs of autism in children. Learn more at AutismSpeaks.org. Brought to you by Autism Speaks and the Ad Council. Welcome back to Dave and Dan here on Barbecue Radio Nation. Our weekly radio station shout-out goes to KOKX 1310 AM and 93.3 FM in Keokuk, Iowa. You can hear us Sundays at 7 o'clock, and be sure to check out their website, RadioKeokuk.com. And T-Bone couldn't make it today, but he sent me about four texts on how to say the word Keokuk. Keokuk. Because he was worried that I would not... I don't. Do, do I ever have problems uh, um, pronouncing words? Well, not, that, no, yeah, we get them straightened out before we get on the air, but <laughs> man, Iowa's coming on strong with listenership, huh? They are, they are, and, and I get up there a lot for stand-up comedy, and I am almost certain I have done comedy shows in Cook, Iowa. I'm almost sure. 100%? Uh, I think if it's the bar I remember right, and they were doing karaoke after my show. Nice. What'd you sing? Well, here's the problem. I can't sing. Oh. I will clear out a room if I start singing. So the guy goes, because everybody loved me because I was a comedian. Right. And so the guy who was doing the- the, the funny guy. I'm eh? the funny guy. <laughs> so the guy that was running the, the the karaoke thing, he goes, look, I got a song for you and this, you can sing it and, and it'll be okay. I go, oh. I know what song it is. I know what song it is. What is it? It's a- uh, uh, Yes. Tears of Clown. No. <laughs> Tears of Clown. No. <laughs> Tequila. Because the only word is- Tequila, no. <laughs> and so I did the. I did the. Did uh, you tell that joke? No, I didn't oh, okay. tell that joke. Yeah. It was what happened. But I did the. Um, <laughs> oh, what's his name that had the show that does the goofy dance that does the tequila song? Dun, 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 um, Pee Wee Herman. Pee Wee Herman. I did the Pee Wee Herman Rubens. dance. 
Paul Rubens. I did the Pee Wee Herman dance and then went tequila and everybody went, yay! Did they pay you extra for that? Not a dime. Uh. Anyway, (laughs) but anyway, again, KOKX 1310 AM and 93.3 FM in the correctly pronounced Keokuk, Iowa. Thank you for being a part of Barbecue Radio Nation. And it's time now for our barbecue store spotlight from the Kansas City Barbecue Store. Um, I was looking over some things. I thought this was really interesting. It's called Just a Enough heat, ghost pepper, honey mustard. A bottle of it is only six ninety nine. Talk about this. This looks really good. Oh man! So it's it's a local Kansas City guy, and he he's created these three mustards, and one of them, you know, he's appealing to everybody who loves stuff that will burn your face off. <laughs> and ghost pepper is one of those ingredients, and he has, like I said, three mustards. All three of them are fantastic, but the ghost pepper one, boy, if you like spicy mustard. It's that's that's see. The, I don't know uh, if I could do that. Man. I like I like kick to it, but I don't right. know if I could. Is this kick kick? It's spicy. Yeah. yeah, and I'm you know I'm kind of a wuss when it comes to spicy stuff. I mean, I enjoy <laughs> a good spicy sauce, or you know, I I love like cayenne pepper sauces like Crystal or Louisiana hot sauce mm-hmm. that sort of thing. But uh, ghost pepper is a whole nother ball game, man. Oh man! I mean, it's it's flat out just fire. Well, a lot of our folks they they love that they love the fire, I so know. they want to check this out. I got a whole shelf of fire <laughs> at the barbecue store, and we just stock it constantly because everybody loves hot stuff. It's called Just Enough Heat Ghost Pepper Honey Mustard. A bottle of it only six ninety nine, and you can get it at the Kansas City BBQ Store dot com. That's the Kansas City BBQ Store dot com. It's our product spotlight of the week. Now we. We were talking about, you know, it's still fairly early. I mean, yeah, it's a little early. May is a, is called Barbecue Month. It so is National Barbecue Month National is upon Barbecue. us. And we're almost there. And so some folks, either first timers or wanting to upgrade. I mean, Melissa only had 62 grills and smokers. <laughs> I believe that. Oh, my gosh. But, um, you know, we were kind of talking about, like, what's the most popular cookers in 2021, which kind of means that we're asking you to be a psychic. Right. But what, what do you see that's trending? Let, let's start off with... And and, and full disclosure, one of our sponsors, and we love them, Old Hickory Pit Smokers. And mm-hmm. I was watching a video about these guys, um, and you want to check it out, their website, oldhickorypits.com. But let's start with those. Those things are, they used to be commercial, but now they're residential too. Yeah, you know, a couple, a few years back, uh, more than a few, but, you know, probably 10 years back, they started making the uh, CTOs, which is kind of, a, it's kind of an in-between. It's it's the functionality and the styling of a commercial pit, you know, being heavy duty, stainless, right. insulated, you know, fan driven. Uh, they've, they've kind of morphed that into something that you can actually use in the backyard, which, you know, you can use anything in the backyard if it'll fit, <laughs> you know, but uh, yeah, they're, they're great cookers and I'm, I'm excited to see what they're going to do with some of their new residential stuff that they're, they've got coming up. Uh, they have the ultra Qs, the CTOs, the BP, you know, the BP ACE and the, the, the MIMs, they're great cookers. And, you know, if, if somebody's looking to, you know, if you're, if you're the kind of guy that wants the best possible thing in your backyard, I would say old hickory pits is probably, probably the thing you need. Well, and I was looking at those things and the way they were set up, I think even I could not screw up doing ribs or whatever um, with that thing. I, I mean, love my, I mean, if I, a lot of times somebody be like, Hey, I need some pork butts cooked for this or, you know, or if I just want to get home and mess around and, and mow the grass and cook a couple slabs of ribs and I don't want to have to tend to a fire and, <laughs> and do the whole process. That's the cooker that I roll out of the barn is my, is my little ACE BP. Cause I can load a you know basket full of charcoal in that thing. 
set it at 225 and just let it roll S- slow and wait low, wait low and low and slow, low and slow. i started to get it backwards well, slow you know, and low that's the, <laughs> and that's the one cooker that that i really enjoy a nice low and slow you know old school very you know a lot of bark a lot of smoke to it that's the perfect cooker for it because your fire maintenance is is so minimal uh, because it has the the fan in it that's that's maintaining your temperature and your fire and it's insulated, so you don't it doesn't require an enormous fire to to maintain it. It's just the initial fire up where you waste a lot of energy. And when Dan's using these, it's very important to count the number of beers so that he doesn't leave it in there too long. No, that that's not the case. <laughs> Maybe sometimes. <laughs> sometimes, but check that out. OldHickoryPits.com. What else will come coming to mind for twenty twenty one? Boy, you know, there's a lot of new things coming out. Um, um, you know, on the you know, kind of the entry level uh, side of it, you know, master build has some great gravity fed cookers as well as some cabinet style cookers on it in their, in their lineup that are under a thousand bucks that, okay. uh, you know, if you're just getting started is a, is a great way to go because like the, um, like the higher end residential styles, um, old hickories, you can get a, a master built with a fan built into it to where you're really not wasting a lot of time as far as fire maintenance goes, but you're really understanding how things cook and, and getting your timing down to where if you decide you want to make that step to an offset smoker, the uh, it's it's more of a lateral move as far as your timing goes because you're just working off of temperatures and not how and not how to maintain a fire. And so um, you know the the master builds are, are great. Uh, there's some there's a lot of pellet cookers coming out. Uh, I know Traeger They've got uh, they've got the Ironwoods out right now, which are just starting to hit their stride as as far as being their most popular their most popular mm-hmm. pellet model. Uh, Weber has some new pellet cookers out, which uh, they've they've gone through and fixed a lot of bugs in them that they had <laughs> after the initial uh, uh, the initial offering on them. They they had some uh, connectivity problems. They've fixed them all, and, and they're running like champs right now. Uh, but you know, man, everything everything seems to be going to that more automated you know, taking the guesswork out of, out of the fire out on, on the lot of smoke, yeah, all backyard smokers. And yet you're still smoking in your backyard. And you're still getting the same results. Yeah. I, I did a brisket on, on one of our master builds we have at the store. Just did a quick brisket on it. Cause we don't have a lot of time. And, uh, so I did a four and a half hour flat on it at 300 degrees and it performed flawlessly at 300 degrees. And I was able to do a small, you know, six pound flat on the uh, master built in four and a half hours. And it was as tender as if I would have cooked it for 16 hours. You know, when you're cooking one at the store, that's kind of the time you text Dave and say, <laughs> do you want to swing by? Do you want to, you, well, you, you finally want some free food? I just assume you're super busy doing radio stuff. <laughs> not, not if there's free brisket around. Oh, okay. Well, that, that's I will, fair. I will, I will keep, drop everything for that. I will keep that in mind the next time I fire up a cooker at the store. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're running a little low on time, but uh, I, I've noticed with my friends and of course, a lot of my friends because of COVID, I'm, I keep up with Facebook, but mm-hmm. it seems like a lot more people are going from just the grills to now smokers. Does that seem to be a trend? Well, it's because that these the the grill and smoker companies have, have figured out that if they can create something that's a dual use style cooker, right. it is so much better for the backyard guy. Yeah. Because you know, not everybody is crazy like me or or heck like Melissa that was just on that has a <laughs> barn full of cookers and you know, I've got a chicken cooker and a rib cooker and I like to cook brisket on my big offset and that okay. sort of thing. But you know, if you can get something that will do you know, smoking, grilling, and even baking. I mean, I've baked cookies okay. on a pellet grill before, and it works great. If you can get something that'll do that, that's that's where you really, 
will shine in your backyard. And of course, we've talked about pizzas. We'll talk about pizza again too one of these times. I love pizza. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, what a, again, thank Melissa Cookston for being here. Uh, award-winning barbecuer. You can check her out at melissacookston.com. She's a chef, restaurant owner, and author of two books and is in the Barbecue Hall of Fame. Again, check it out. melissacookston.com. We just talked about some great different types of cookers coming up, including Old Hickory Pit Smokers. You want to check those out. And our Ask Dr. Dan segment was sponsored by our April Barbecue Sauce of the Month. That is Hogtide Barbecue Original Competition Sauce, and it's only $6.99. Joel P. says five stars, and he's never going back to another sauce. He loves that stuff. And they also got the heat flavor, so you want to check that out. For Engineer Kyle and Producer T-Bone, who's not here, but doing a fantastic job, and, and Dan Hathaway I'm Dave Caius, and thank you for tuning in to Barbecue Radio Nation. You love food, and when you love food, you love finding new flavors to explore, new techniques to try, and seeing the look of your friends' and family's faces when they bite into it. Old Hickory Pit Smokers is the secret ingredient to making restaurant-quality barbecue right in your own backyard. Old Hickory Pit Smokers are made in the USA. Visit us at oldhickorypits.com or call us toll-free, 800-223-9667.